0: It's ball talk. It's ball talk, talk it's it, baby. It's ball talk. talk. It's ball talk, baby. It's ball T- talk. Pal- it's ball talk, baby. It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby. Hello and welcome baby, to the Ball
1: Talk baby. podcast. It is currently 10:15 a.m. on Friday, September 17th. Sorry for the late drop. It was Yom Kippur. You know we can't do any filming on Yom Kippur. to all my Jews and to all my people. Then, I'm your host John Stock, and as always, I'm joined by my main man Chaz Yergens. Chaz, how are you doing today?
0: You know who it is. It's another great day over here. You know what I'm saying? The weather's getting beautiful again. Getting another little heat wave before the winter really rolls around. The fall comes in, and we got NFL football back. We had a great game last night. So much much to talk about from week one, so I'm excited to just get after it. 17-game season, so it doesn't even feel like the season's really started yet. It's just week one of a season that doesn't even matter. But hey, we got 16 more games, a regular NFL schedule to go, and a whole week one to talk about. I'm excited to just keep watching an extra week
1: of NFL football this season, and and what a great week one it is. We've really been blessed, especially like, especially with the primetime matchups we've had, and with the Thursday night football of week two. Mm. Even though the start of it was pretty snoozy, we've had some great endings. That's that's yeah. one thing. i well, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but uh, yeah, great Washington Football Giants game. Lot of very big on the Heineke train. Mm. but we might have already had the game of the year it's been week one and we might have already had game of the year (laughs) that that Browns Chiefs game was insanity Mm. was insanity we watched the Browns play a near perfect first half Jarvis Landry looked like the best wide receiver in the league (laughs) Mm -hmm. and everyone knows to be scared of that of that of that running back core they still outperformed what you would expect from them they were just amazing Baker Mayfield played great the the defensive line the O line on the Browns played great the the ch- Chiefs somehow get through all that get a win Mahomes goes full Mahomes unstoppable says oh Tyreek Hill there somewhere Tyreek Hill gets it gets a touchdown mm-hmm. beautiful football game
0: it it was an unreal football game to watch and I mean I didn't get to to really sit down and view it all I was working throughout some of it so I just had it up on my my phone streaming while I was doing work but to be able to to see it the Browns just to be able to see the Browns just go down throughout the first half, and really just dominating the way they do normally, it's just it blows my mind every single time we see the Chiefs come back like this, and it really shouldn't anymore because that's just what they do. And Patrick Mahomes has some ridiculous stats in the month of September throughout his career that just aren't even worth looking at because they're more than. They're like better than video game numbers. I've never seen anything quite like it because it's actually unreal. But for them to come back the way they did and they score so quickly with the Chiefs is always no matter what problems you can cause their defense. They just get back on the field and score like 12 seconds later immediately. And it just, undo undoes all the work that your team has done throws the offense right back on the field and it's just a wild time that they that they can run the nfl like this and continue to be a dynasty and just continue to reign over teams and no matter how well you play against them they just come out and score a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter and close it out walk home with the w Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) i mean look look i mean I, i think people were starting to get a little low on kansas city uh myself included I, I mm-hmm. won't pretend that I wasn't part of this. Oh, you know, three Super Bowls in a row. Who, who could do that? This team is still stupidly good, but it is going to take Mahomes going to that level to win football games. But in the end of the day, he is the best player in the NFL by a wide margin. Mm. If he's going full full Mahomes and his team is just able to play point five hundred football, although you can't play point five hundred football anymore because there's seventeen games. But if you can play the equivalent of 0. .500 football, eight eight in mm-hmm. a tie, <laughs> then you can get uh, then you can get a uh, uh, all the way to the Super Bowl with a guy like Mahomes playing like himself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I want to look at. I just want to talk about the Browns really quick. I don't want to sit on this forever. Yeah, they played that game without Odell. Mm-hmm. They still went toe to toe with them with with the Kansas City Chiefs. Probably like not. That's obviously not their peak. But that's like the level that we're expecting the yeah. Super Bowl teams to be playing at. Mm-hmm. And this was the level that we're expecting the, the 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 Chiefs to play at, and they they play that game against any other team in the NFL. They play like that against any other team in the NFL, including Tampa Bay, mm. including Tampa Bay, including the Rams, including the Cardinals, including who else is like a big Super Bowl contender? Any of them? They play that game against any of them. I think the Browns win. Mm. They don't lose that game to anyone except for Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the one person that could have made that could have made them lose that game. Yeah, I mean, it
0: it can't be overstated, actually, how dangerous this Browns team is right now and how many weapons they have all over the field. I mean... They've got a pair of running backs who are two of the best in the NFL. They've got a pair of tight ends who are two of the best run route running and pass catching tight ends that you have. You got the wide receiver depth with Odell and Jarvis Landry who are both clear-cut wide receiver ones on pretty much any team in the NFL. And now they're gonna play one-two with each other and then also have another man another guy's coming up after them for Baker to toss the ball to. It's this Browns team on offense and then defensively, we saw them wreak havoc all over the Chiefs for a long time. Like, yes, Tyreek, if you let him go in single coverage you get to safety he's going to score a
1: touchdown like that's just what's going to happen guys we need to double Tyreek Hill pretty much every time let's not act like that was wasn't there wasn't a lot of luck to that throw too I mean luck let's not act like any other quarterback could have made that throw that Mm -hmm. wasn't a throw that any other quarterback is making Mahomes is running around barely gets open and just throws it up like that is that yes you can't just have a safety on Tyreek Hill but no other quarterback is getting it to him there -hmm. You can't have a safety on Tyreek Hill because of Patrick Mahomes. Like, no other quarterback is making that throw. Any other quarterback, that's a sack.
0: Absolutely. I mean, to be to be fair to the Browns, they did get to Mahomes a few times. There's a couple a couple really nice hits where you just watch Garrett and Clowney meet at Mahomes, and I'm just like, if this guy's not, entire spine isn't broken in half right now, I don't know what happened, because he's had two like 265, 280 pound, like 4-4 running ends who are just coming full speed around the tackles and crunching Patrick Mahomes, and he's still just standing in the pocket throwing 60-yard dots to Kelsey and, and to Tyreek. It's It's very impressive what they can do over there in Kansas City, but this Cleveland Browns team, I think even if they're at home for this one, they get the way it was really just the arrowhead. You get into that, that dome in Kansas City and it gets loud, it gets noisy in the second half, and that's where the Chiefs thrive, and the Browns, you know, it's week one, you get a great look at your competition, you get a great look at what your team needs to do for the rest of the year to, to be amongst the Super Bowl contenders, and I'm definitely not to shying away from that Super Bowl project, prediction from the beginning of the season to see the Browns down there, I think they're more than capable of going there, and a loss like this at the beginning of the season, to me, only just puts them in a better position, because now they know that feeling of how they come back and how hard it is to lose that game after being ahead for so long, and it'll just hopefully push them more to to continue trying to kill their opponents while they're up like let's not make it one scores let's make it two let's not make it two let's make it three because that's what you got to do against this kansas city chiefs team
1: (laughs) and and can i say look people have been talking about the either the look the kansas city o-line is laden with talent and they could not hold the browns d-line which people were worried about and i said they got miles garrett they're gonna be fine (laughs) i reiterate now they've got miles garrett they're gonna be fine that D line is that. Look,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we're kind of in a that, like. I don't know. We're, I, I'm love. I I love Miles Garrett. I can't believe we get to watch him and Aaron Donald and Chase Young and so many other great great T. D men play at the same time. T J Watt. Crazy stat on the Steelers. We'll talk about <laughs> later. I do not let me forget about it. There's a, I have it written in. There's no way I'm going to forget. It. I've got a crazy stat for the Steelers that I'll men, I'll mention later.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and just just before we move out of this browse Chief games, I just wanted to say that
0: Mahomes stat from September. I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but I know for a fact in his career he's 11-0 in all the games he's played in the month of September. 35 touchdowns, zero interceptions.
1: That's insanity.
0: <laughs> like You he's couldn't so do bad. that in Madden if you wanted to. Like It's not even possible. I'm not
1: good enough to do that in Madden.
0: <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is on another planet, especially at the beginning of the season. I guess I never should have doubted the Chiefs in the, the first couple of weeks because it doesn't seem like Mahomes likes to lose at the beginning of the season. It sets the tone early.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. And now I know it's only week one. Mm-hmm. Well, I, actually, technically it's, it's week two now. We watched uh, a great Thursday night football game. Mm-hmm. But between Browns and Chiefs and the Ravens and Raiders on Monday night, this was just such a great week of football. Mm-hmm. Look, some people called the Ravens Raiders best football game of the season. And I think they're forgetting that the first quarter was an absolute snooze fest. Oh, my goodness. I almost shut the game off. It was so bad. My roommate was there. And she's like, this sucks. I'm like, I know. <laughs> i think there was five punts in the first quarter i think eight by halftime 10, ten by halfway through the third for sure mm. but from from that 10th punt until the end of overtime that game was pure insanity <laughs> scoring yeah. drive after scoring drive after scoring drive a- a- and that overtime was just pure chaos the 76ers celebration that's not what we're calling it Turnover through a receiver's hands off a defender's helmet. Lamar Jackson getting strip sacked by Carl Nassib. Big ups to the first gay NFL player. And then Carr just torturing that Ravens defense all the way back into the end zone using his what right receiver six. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolute madness. Yeah I mean that was an incredible game to watch. Definitely one of the,
0: the highlights of the week, just one of the most exciting second halves of football you will see in a long, long time. And and that throw to Zay Jones there at the end, I mean, I don't know why the Ravens blitz eight on the, on the second down on their own 25 or wherever they were, because they were definitely in field goal range. I understand you want to get to the QB, but you're leaving yourself pretty open over the top there. and. And a little note about Zay Jones, Derek Carr had said after the game that he's the, the first receiver he calls usually when he wants to get extra throws into the morning, and he's there at like 6 a.m. every single day at the facility whenever Derek Carr wants to throw. So always nice to see him get the, the rock for the game-winning touchdown. But, I mean, Brian Edwards with his two big catches on the last drive to, to get them down into field goal rage for Carlson to hit his career long, to send it to OT, and then get the big catch on the sideline and get them all the way down to the half-yard line and I can't, I can't say this enough about the Raiders. I know that John Gruden always wants to run the ball, and we get it. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. When you're on the half-yard line, please run the ball. Because you can just kick a field goal to win the game at this point. So just run the ball. Like, there's no reason to, like, Derek Carr throw to Willie Sneed, who I actually hadn't seen in the whole game. I didn't know that he was playing. Like, I knew he was on the roster. Didn't know if he was active. Didn't know where he was. Like, why is... Waller or Ruggs or Renfro who's your main slant target not the guy you're going to there like I guess Sneed was open you got to throw that pass but to put some some heavy heat on a pass like that to someone who I haven't seen catch a ball all game you're just asking for trouble on the goal line so Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was over in true Raiders fashion I thought the game was done and then Carl Nassib comes back with the the biggest play of the game off the crazy defense that the Raiders have been running just getting to Lamar all game long it was, it was such a great game. I had so much fun watching this one. It was one of those games that just reminds you how great the NFL is and how exciting it is to watch NFL
1: football and how blessed we are to have an
0: extra week of it
1: this season. Oh, yeah. Well said. Well said. I'm trying to find the name of that one. The one, um, I think it was a corner safety, whatever. Whoever, whoever it was that was guarding uh, gu- guarding the Raiders player on the last throw that just stopped running. Oh, it was Marlon Humphrey. Thank you. I knew it was Marlon. I couldn't remember the, the last name. That's on me. Marlon mm-hmm. Humphrey stopped running. Yeah, I <laughs> mean not gonna loved catch watching, him. <laughs> I loved watching the the highlight of the the Manning brothers and Russell Wilson, and they're like, "Why did he stop running? <laughs> Why did he stop running?" Mm-hmm. And you're like watching the highlight, you're like, "This dude just stopped running."
0: Yeah. No, this I will.
1: Pure, pure torture, mm-hmm. but you know, Derek Carr really put that that Ravens defense into the torture chamber. And I think this is the perfect time to start this transition. We have a new game. We Ooh. have come up with our own game that I definitely... I mean, it's not a super complicated game. Are our opponents are our opponents good or do we suck? The game <laughs> works exactly how you imagine it would. We're going to pick a team that played in week one, maybe do a quick recap of their game, give some context or all that, and then we're going to give our take. Do you think their opponents were good or do they suck?
2: Ooh... And I All mean, right. I
1: think I think this is the perfect place to start it off because, quite frankly, what the the Raiders were not a great team last year, mm-hmm. and they put that and Derek Carr put the Ravens defense into the torture chamber. <laughs> They're going to have nightmares of Derek Carr's scary, mu- scary mean mug face. I don't think there's a scarier mean mug I've ever seen than Derek Carr. <laughs> That dude has top ten death stares, and I've seen my mom give me death stares my entire life. And Chaz, you know my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever seen her death stare. <laughs> I, I, I have ruined plenty of pairs of underwear because of that death stare. She has the snap too. It's over. Derek Carr, second meanest death stare I've ever seen. Mm. So our first contestants are the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. We saw plenty of, we saw plenty of good, plenty of bad. We saw why Lamar Jackson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but. He also threw for under 250 yards for the 17th consecutive game, which yes. is the fourth longest streak in NFL history. <laughs> um, I so guess some, a, some good against and some the bad
0: defense. right there. Huh? Against the defense, by the way, the Raiders that were literally like, I think, 31st of 32 teams last year in pass defense.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> also also behind some heroics from Sammy Watkins, who I just want to shout out. He looked com- I mean, elite. He mm-hmm. looked elite. I-, I found he looked elite. He had some crazy like over-the-head catches and stuff like that. Just some great catches. I'm like, he could have dropped that and I wouldn't have been hating. Yeah. To um and I, I hate on pretty much any ca- I hate on pretty much <laughs> any miss where if your hands touch it and you still miss it. Yeah. You know, I got yelled at enough at playing basketball for that. If I see anyone <laughs> touch a football and miss it, I'm like, come on.
2: Yeah, especially um, with those
1: gloves. <laughs> yeah. Put some stick em on it. No one will notice. Um, no one knows. <laughs> the Raiders had <laughs> but they also had Derek Carr threw for the most yards of any QB. But they also only have 51 rushing yards from QBs that were from players not named Marcus Mariota. <laughs> also, it took A.J. Cole having just an amazing game. What, average mm-hmm. distance of 52.7 yards on those kicks, just pinning them deep on the, yeah. uh, pinning them deep. It, it, it was truly a, a crazy, crazy uh, game by the Raiders. But Chaz, I'm going to send it to you to start this off. Are the Raiders good, or are the Baltimore Ravens bad? And, of course, it's rel- By the way, I just want to put this out there. It's relative. Obviously, the Baltimore Ravens are not bad. They're not going 0 and 17, <laughs> but for what we imagine the the Ravens to be, a double digit win team,
2: mm-hmm. or the
1: Ravens to be a double digit win team, and the Raiders, we both imagine them to be around that eight and nine, nine and eight, seven and, seven and ten, ten. I
0: def I definitely had them at six and eleven, just like Peyton did after the first game. I think I did so. too.
1: I think I did too. <laughs> Honestly, I'm giving them a little bit of credit.
0: Yeah, so, I mean to you. Yeah. I'm going to going to have to put this one on the Baltimore Ravens. I think they are not going to be very good this year. Yep. I the way the way that they ran that game out there this today against the or today. On Monday against the Raiders and had so many different opportunities to try to go over the top to a guy like Sammy Watkins, to a guy like Marquise Brown. Mark Andrews got like maybe six targets over the middle as the biggest body on the field every single time the offense is out there. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I get that Lamar Jackson is such a versatile running threat. And you don't want to label him into just being in the pocket. You want to let him get out and roll around and have enough time and space to create. But with the way that the Raiders were unable to defend the pass last year, and the fact that you knew that you were missing J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards going into this game, I don't know how there's not more pass schemes drawn up more deep plays drawn up and more things that you have to just tell Lamar like look I know you can scramble for this first down but we need you to throw the ball so that they respect the pass more because then you'll be able to scramble for like 20-30 yards at a time instead of just eight or nine and so I think this one is definitely on the Baltimore Ravens. Like, I would love to, to sit here and pump up the Raiders and say that they're definitely going to make a wild card spot now. Like, they're second in that division. The Chargers got nothing. But no, th- this Raiders team played a good game. It took a lot of crazy stuff happening and some wild heroics from some guys that I wouldn't expect to do it on a week-in, week-out basis. So, yeah, I don't think the Ravens are going to be that good this year off of the, off of this week one performance. It did not show me any promising signs for their season.
1: And I mean, you say players on the Raiders that, didn't, that aren't going to be able to do this on a week-in, week-out basis. How about Lamar Jackson had 12 carries? Ty Williams <laughs> in his first NFL game. By the way, great story. Very mm-hmm. uh, Loved it. Oh, loved it. Amazing. Nine carries for 65 yards, an average of 7.2 yards per carry, a mm-hmm. touchdown. Mm-hmm. Also, three catches for 29 yards. That's, very good production. <laughs> very good production. And I would love to see it again. I thought he looked spectacular. That one running mm-hmm. rushing touchdown he had was just beautiful. Beating players, juking out uh, juking out the entire uh, Raiders defense to get in. It was awesome. I was watching that with my roommate, and even she was impressed. And she's just not a big football head. Yeah. Great, great game. Mm-hmm. I mean, great game by him. I don't expect him to ever play like that again. I mean, mm-hmm. I would love for him to, but I don't expect that. I don't think you can have Lamar Jackson carry for 12, carry 12 times, and then throw 19 for 30, 66% completion rate, essentially. I, I, what Something's going to give.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Something's going to give. And it's not like Sammy Watkins had a bad game either. Sammy Watkins yeah. had 96 yards on four receptions. Mm-hmm. Marquise Brown had 69 yards on six receptions. And a touchdown. A- and a tutty.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It is going to... I, I thought Lamar Jackson looked a lot more comfortable in the pocket this year than he did last year. I definitely <sighs> see the improvement. I see where he worked on his game, and I, I can you know visually see that he's gotten better. He is going to need more reps. I think that that will help. I think that if he does get better by the end of the season, this team does still have hope to push through. But, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think this team is going to be that great this year. I could see them dropping a couple of more games that they shouldn't, and that could really take them out of the playoff race. I mean they are mm-hmm. in the AFC.
0: Yeah. And I mean for the in the Ravens defense, like they have suffered some very very catastrophic injury problems yes. over the past couple of weeks and that obviously derails a team and has a lot of has a major effect on on the mental health of a lot of the guys on the squad. Like you're watching the best players and the starters go out and you're going into week 1 with the whole game plan and your whole season plan essentially was built around, you know, like Dobbins Edwards having great years Marcus Peters is going to be a main part of your defense and now all three of those guys are out for the entire season like yes it is next man up mentality I'm sure there's every single man on that roster is excited for the opportunity to be able to get out on the field and prove that they belong in the NFL but there's also just the talent level isn't there the leadership isn't there and the guys who are you expect to do it when it's going gets tough aren't out there anymore so it's harder to find those new guys especially in week one
1: I mean, but quite like yeah. I mean, quite frankly, though, like Ty Williams did stuff up. They had players stuff up. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. on the defensive end, it's a little bit harder. But dude, it's not like it's not like Derek Carr was bombing deep bomb after deep bomb to his wide receivers ones. Mm-hmm. He started relying on his deep receivers. He started relying on those deep deep on the deep playbook to yeah. get some guys to get his guys open. Darren Waller absolutely sucked that first quarter. I texted <laughs> you. I texted you. I texted mm-hmm. you. During that first quarter, I said, I'm sorry Derek Carr wants to ruin your birthday. (laughs) Because for three drives in a row, he missed three straight throws, and then they punted. It was Mm -hmm. just, it was absolute, um, uh, I mean, it was really bad. (laughs) Yeah. It was really bad. I'm not going to lie. It was really bad. Hey, but the boys turned it around. The boys turned it around, and it was a beautiful game. But just to say, like, I I, I don't know. I'm with you. I do not think this Baltimore Ravens team will be that great. Uh, Mm -hmm. We also need to move through these a little faster. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. That was great. Step right up, contestant number two, the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) Uh, Story of the week. Somehow it was also the story of the week and also completely ignored. I don't know. But after getting destroyed 38-3 by the New Orleans Saints behind Jameis Winston throwing five touchdowns and an O-line that looked like it had more holes than Swiss cheese. Aaron Mm. Rodgers getting nutshot and throwing an interception and a run defense that looks like my sister could run for a first down on them. Chaz, are the Saints good or do the Packers suck?
0: <laughs> See, this is this one's real confusing for me because anyone that's listening knows that I have haven't been that high on the Saints this year. But yeah, I, I'm gonna have to come out and say I think the Saints are gonna be better than what I thought they were because mm-hmm. the Packers definitely don't suck. But the Saints looked really good last week and especially on the defensive end, like they got off the field so efficiently on third down. I think it was the they said that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers didn't pick up a first down until the fourth quarter. Like, do you know how good you have to be to come out against the MVP of last season, and I get that they have two rookies on the O-line, and it's a little new, and but they still have Devontae Adams, they still have Aaron Jones, they brought in Randall Cobb, still have Alan Lazard, Big Bob Tunyon as the tight end, and you literally were unable to pick up a first down until the fourth quarter of the game, scored three points, Aaron Rodgers did not look good, but he also didn't look like he really cared at certain points, so... For for the Saints to go out there and dominate the way they did and just completely put the Packers to look like a like a double A football team like they really didn't even look like they belonged out there anymore and guys didn't want to play so it was an incredible game from the Saints I think they're definitely gonna be better than what I had had them originally at five and twelve but I still don't know if they're a playoff team
2: yeah
1: I I mean I think this was kind of like a best this was kind of an interesting game because I'm gonna start with the Saints I think this mm-hmm. is like this is the best case scenario for the Saints this is what I was talking about. When I was giving my Saints predictions, and I said, "Yeah, they'll be the seven seed. They'll win eleven. Th- mm-hmm. They're gonna have everyone step up. They're gonna have the guys step up when they need to. Peyton's gonna run that run that stuff like a tight like a tight ship. Everyone's yeah. on a string. Everyone knows I have to do exactly what he says, and they know exactly what they need to do. Everyone knows their role, and everyone follows it. It's um I don't want to say Belichick-esque because that's just like stealing it." Everyone mm-hmm. says Belichick, guys. It kind of reminds me like a pop to, to go for the cross sport. I'm working on my cross Oof. sports. I'm working on my mm-hmm. cross sport comparisons. It's kind of pop-ish. Everyone knows what they need to do, and they just step up. Yes, the Saints are missing guys, but people stepped up. Winston was able to rein in himself from all his crazy plays and you know eating the Ws and taking it down a notch. So like, how do we... How do I throw this football the right way? Oh man, I don't know what to do. Alvin Kamara, just come take this and run. <laughs> yeah. And Alvin Kamara, I looked like every time he ran, it was for twelve plus yards. I, I, I what is his average? I have it right here. Um, he is. He a averaged four point two, but it felt like he averaged thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just a couple of huge, nice little breakout, breakthrough, uh, breakthrough runs. It was great. It was. It was. Tr- amazing to see from Wild Wild Winston, and I imagine mm-hmm. that Winston will come back, get wild. They'll lose a couple more games that they shouldn't, but this was great, and it's yep. also and it really just uh, great matchup for them in a lot of ways. In that their D line was able to step up, and the Aaron Rodgers O line was just could not hold anyone. The Packers O line could not hold anyone. Yeah, is. this is what we were worried about mm-hmm. with, with the Aaron with the Aaron Rodgers situation. This is what I was talking about when I was like. Is he going to start making business plays instead of football plays? O-line couldn't hold anybody. Receivers couldn't get open. He did still make some aggressive throws, but he was visibly frustrated by, like, his third drive. (laughs) He was Mm -hmm. forcing stuff by, like, his third drive because he was like, I don't care. Like, what else am I going to do? I'm just going to get sacked every time if I don't force this. Gets nut shot, throws throws an interception, throws another interception. Mm -hmm. Just
2: goes on the, goes on the
1: pat goes on the back back of his show to defend himself for throwing for throwing a nut shot interception which i respect yeah <laughs> Very a, i don't make a lot
0: of excuses but I, I will say i got hit in the nuts from both both guys trying to sack me at the same time so mm. that one i'll take off but yeah i mean that the one that he threw from his own end zone where he was just like yeah you know what i i don't want this football anymore i don't want it somebody I else take it this. like <laughs> and i don't want to run another play somebody else have fear. this
1: this is exactly what we were scared would happen if it becomes mm-hmm. too tough if it's too tough for Aaron Rodgers it, Is he just going to give up? Look, I, I, I'm gonna say that the opponents were good for this. I'm gonna say the Saints are good The Saints don't mm-hmm. think they're gonna be a good football team. I'm definitely expecting a 9-8 and eight or better record That was my low prediction on them. I, I, I see it. They already have one win that I didn't see them getting <laughs> The Packers played mm-hmm. really bad yeah. And I'm hoping that once Bakhtiari is back, it's going to be a lot better. You know, Rogers is going to have his guy. Someone will be bringing that O-line some stability, some leadership. Mm-hmm. But even until then, I, I think the Saints D-line played insanely well. And the Packers might, are going to struggle against every strong D-line until Bakhtiari is back. If Bakhtiari isn't back against the uh, Washington football team... Chase Young might just eat Aaron Rodgers yeah we might just not good. have Aaron Rodgers anymore because Chase Young will just eat him <laughs>
0: we might be seeing more and more uh, Jordan Love minutes throughout the first couple weeks of the season when Aaron just says like you know what I, I don't want to play until Love and 69 is back in the lineup like we are gonna just you drafted this
1: guy first round a couple years ago you, you can go ahead and play him now let him get some NFL minutes I mean, I mean, really, like, what well, the debate then becomes: should the Packers have just traded him? And I'm excited to hear what, where that debate goes. If this team goes to like two and four, yeah, or something, or yeah. even just like even just three and three, I'm excited for that that debate. But we'll we'll mm-hmm. see where the what the what's going on with them. Who do they play this week? Um, the Packers are playing the Detroit Lions this week, so yeah, they should. So if they lose, <laughs> it's the nuclear option. I'm telling you that right now. If they lose, they should it should be nuclear option number one. Although. Yeah. We're not going to be playing this game with the Lions and the 49ers because mm-hmm. I do think there was a lot of flukiness and we're up three touchdowns by the uh, by the Niners, but the Lions look pretty good. <laughs> not the a Lions bad team. Good. I yeah. do think that there was a little bit of the we're getting killed magic, but
2: yeah, good.
0: Losing, losing Jeff Okuda for the season is going to be brutal for them, though. I hope he, he comes back as good as ever because he looks like he's going to be one of the best DBs in the NFL for a long, long time. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, on to our third contestant. The Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons got absolutely murdered by the Philadelphia Eagles, a final score of 32 to six. No touchdowns were thrown for the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan to say he was flat would be rude to things that are flat. <laughs> he couldn't take advantage of any of his weapons, and Jalen Hurts looked great throwing for 264 yards and three touchdowns. Ch- Chaz Chaz balls in your balls in your field.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean. Can I just say both these teams are bad? Like That's what I'm getting
1: at. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> That's what I'm getting
0: at. Like are... obviously the Atlanta Falcons are not good. Um thirty two I... to six was a little bit of a an overblown score. Obviously. You get you start running it up and the Falcons just gave up. But mm-hmm. yeah, neither of these teams showed me much promise. I mean, Devontae Smith looked good, which is positive, and Jalen Hurts did his thing. But against that Atlanta Falcons defense like I expect every quarterback to come out here and throw for at least two fifty and three touchdowns. Like you should, and if you don't, you should honestly go
1: back and figure out where you went wrong in your week preparation. I I really think the Falcons might be the worst team in football. Yeah, I really like that's how bad this week was for them. Because look, even if the eagle, even if the Eagles are good, I don't see any reality where they're where they're beating teams thirty-two to six with no touchdowns and holding Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. To under a hundred yards combined, good. That mm. is like th- th- that you have to be so good to be doing that. I think the Eagles might be the worst team in football. <laughs> I mean the Falcons, the Falcons might be the worst team in football. sorry bird yeah. teams, bird teams, I'm confused. Um, maybe the Eagles are good. I'm not gonna go I'm honestly, I'm not gonna go out and say I, I'm sure that the Eagles are bad, especially mm. with their division, yeah, especially with their division. I mean they they could easily win their division. -hmm. Easily, everyone else in their division is already has a loss, and they're up one and zero. And their division, the what? The Washington football team had what? Seven wins to make the playoffs last year? Six, something like that? Uh, yeah, I think they're seven and nine. I'll have to pull it up, but like, yeah, it was just. Yeah, they they were definitely seven and nine. They might be able. The Eagles might still win their division. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're not so good that they should be making this Falcons team look this bad. This Falcons team is going to be really bad. To, yeah, hold they a team couldn't... With, to hold a team with their that level of weapons to no touchdowns mm. you don't hold a team like that to no touchdowns the team holds itself to no touchdowns yeah I mean if that
0: O-line can't do anything against the Eagles then the, Matt Ryan is going to have a hell of a season trying to get the ball to Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts because there's just it's like less than two seconds in the pocket pretty much before he's either scrambling or needs to get the ball out and that's if there's only one or two guys you need to clue in on, and Julio Jones isn't out there to distract everyone on the defense. It's it's gonna be tough sledding for the Solana Falcons team this year. Not that they they won't win a few games here and there, because obviously everyone probably will. But it's it's gonna not look too great for this uh, this Falcons squad, especially in that what is it the NFC South, where they're gonna see the Saints a couple times, the Bucks a couple times. Like it's
1: it's yeah, gonna be got, tough. They got the Bucks week two, and then they got um, the Giants week three. The Giants who are 0-2 and are going to be coming out hungry. Daniel Jones who looks like mini Josh Allen, Lamar, <laughs> Lamar Jackson.
2: <laughs>
1: but I, look, I'm, I, I, oy, oy, oy. Mm-hmm. Um Very happy I didn't, I'm, very, I'm not doing fantasy this year. And I'm very sad mm-hmm. about it. But I'm very happy because I would have taken Kyle Pitts way too early. <laughs> I can tell you that already. Kind of worked <laughs> out for me. I probably would have like Derrick Henry, Kyle Pitts on my team. And I would be crying with how bad my week one went. Definitely losing week one. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, <laughs> next team, mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars. They played the another team where it's just like, is this team? <laughs> where it's like, we know their opponents aren't that good. But mm-hmm. again, relative. Are the Jaguars good or are they the worst team in football? <laughs> they they look like garbage. The Texans scored 37 points and held the Jags to 21. Trevor Lawrence had three touchdowns, also three interceptions. I'm going to say it. I don't think we saw the Texans scoring that many points in a game or holding up team to that few points at all this season. <laughs> yeah. That's like a half joke. Like, like if <laughs> I definitely thought that the average points would be well above 21 and mm-hmm. the average points allowed to be above 21. Average points scored definitely below 37.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I'll give a little credit to the Houston Texans here. They look better than normal. But for Jacksonville, like, they definitely just suck. They are not a good team. They have pieces, they have a couple weapons. They're working, but I don't know what is going on with Urban Meyer and those Jacksonville Jaguars. He doesn't seem like he wants to be there anymore. I don't know. He seems from all reports, he loves college way more than the NFL and just kind of wishes he could run an NFL team like college and it's just not how it works. It's not how you're going to ever win a football game in the NFL by trying to I don't know, like recruit and and party your way into a Sunday night game, but Look, this this Jacksonville team, Trevor Lawrence, needs more protection. Like, yes, some of those interceptions were bad. His arm looks good. We know who Trevor Lawrence is as a quarterback. But in the NFL, he is going to get absolutely slaughtered if they can't protect him a little bit more. Or give the ball to James Robinson. I don't know what happened to James Robinson. Like, I get we drafted Travis Etienne and you signed Carlos Hyde. This guy was like the 6th best running back in the league last year as an undrafted free agent. like With the same O-line that's still as bad as it was last year, only hopefully getting better because I think they're all back together. So just, I don't know how he's not getting a few more touches or a few more just shotgun handoffs so that Trevor Lawrence can have more time in the pocket. Like There's a few things about this Urban Meyer-led team that I really did not understand in Week 1 that I just couldn't wrap my head around what they were doing or why they were doing it and I, uh, to the Houston Texas credit I mean they took advantage one thing I could say for Jacksonville is I really didn't expect their defense to be that bad
1: yeah
0: like to, to give yeah. up 37 to Tyrod Taylor, Taylor Melvin Ingram Philip Lindsay and David Johnson whoever's running in the backfield now for them is just they give have them 120 let's, let's yeah yeah they have a talented backfield but 123 yards to Brandon Cooks like are, are we serious <laughs> Tyrod Taylor throwing for like 290 and 4 touchdowns on you like He's not a bad quarterback, but there's no way he should be just dissecting teams like that, and especially not a team where it's like Miles, Jack, and Shaq Griffin, and you'd expect guys to come out there and make big defensive plays, and there was just none of that from Jacksonville. So definitely a lot of worrying signs from week one. Yeah,
1: and I mean, look, I I don't think this game happens week 16. Mm. If this game happened week 16, I don't think it happens. I think that this Jaguars team, they're incredibly young. They're still putting it together. It was literally Trevor Lawrence's first football game at that level. And Urban Meyer gave a funny quote that I'm going to tell you right now. It sucked, but there, if you look at it in different ways, it makes sense. He said, every week you're playing Alabama. No, every team is way better than Bama. Yeah. You're not playing Bama every <laughs> week. You're playing, like, the super team every single week. Like, this is not... If you're not playing Bama. You're playing the New Orleans Saints. You're playing the Houston Texans. You're playing the team that everyone thought would be the worst team in football. Predictions mm-hmm. had them 0 yeah. 16. I had them 0 17. I'll own it. I'll own it. Mm-hmm. I'm already. I definitely wrong. had them 1 and 16, so maybe they're just losing every other game for the rest of the season. Totally possible. I mean, I, I had like what? a two, Totally two possible. Two game cushion, three game cushion on them. I had them. I was hammering that under. They had a six game under. I had hammering that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't actually gamble. I'm trying to stop sports gambling and I don't anymore because you can't gamble in Massachusetts, apparently. I'm figuring that out. Mm. But whatever. I'm not gambling on sports anymore. But I would have hammered that under. I told you yeah. guys to hammer it. I I gave you guys my I don't even do gambling predictions. And I gave you guys my gambling prediction on that. But one thing that I, I, I will take is that this is the first time that Trevor Lawrence hasn't been on Bama. He was on Clemson, one of the best college football programs, as the best, you know. Best mm-hmm. QB in college for three years. Num- knew he was going number one for three years. The best team for three years. Number one recruits. Number one players. Five-star, 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 five-star.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just out-talenting everyone else that he's ever, that he's, uh, everyone else, every other team. This is the first time that he hasn't been able to out-talent a team. And I mm-hmm. thought he did good. We're going to have to see some more. I'm, I'm yeah. still, I've always been wary of drafting QBs number one overall. Mm-hmm still am let's see what goes on uh with the rest of this season but i do think jacksonville is going to suck for at least the next few weeks Hmm. definitely some people had them what coming in second in their division first in the division i i do not see that happening yeah, definitely not, not first,
0: out. but no, I mean, the, I, I hope they'll improve because I said it last year. I think this Jacksonville team can be good this season. They're well, good, good for them. I think they can win like five, six games this year. Yeah, I think they could win five and six by the end, which would be a, a huge credit to Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. They haven't done that in a long time, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this was definitely not an encouraging they, week one. They won
1: five or six with Gardner Minshew. Don't disrespect the goat. <laughs> Although
0: all I could say from from this game is shout out to to all the first round rookie QBs. Every single one of them scored a touchdown in their first game. So that uh, for for guys like Trey Lance and Justin Fields, who literally played like two or three snaps or or maybe just one. Honestly, I don't know if I saw Trey Lance do anything except throw a touchdown. It's uh, pretty impressive that they all ended up getting touchdowns on
1: week one, even when some of them barely played. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I what was it? Someone everyone's doing the math, and they're like, one of these guys is going to have to suck. And it's nice that none of them have yet. It's nice mm-hmm. that we're not out on any of these QBs yet, that it's week one and we're not like, oh, my God, this guy sucks. Like, what, week one people were already out on Baker Mayfield? Yeah. And that was way too early, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. Trey, Trey Lance played four – had um, three, three, three carries and one one throw, one attempt. Sorry. There we go. that. <laughs> but every one of them scored a touchdown. Every one of them played pretty good. Every one of them looks great. I'm I'm excited. I would love to see five QBs just get drafted and play well. It's, It's – I love watching people succeed. That's my mm-hmm. thing. I, lo- I know you do too. I love watching people succeed. All these guys are such hard workers. By everything we hear, I'm I'll, I love it. Yeah. So final thoughts: Jacksonville <laughs> suck, and yeah. uh, Houston uh, also not good. Not much better. <laughs> We're moving on to the next round. This one's mm. gonna be fun. Buffalo Bills played the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh won twenty-three to sixteen, and the Bills looked like they couldn't get anywhere on offense. And you ready? This is the stat I mentioned earlier that I really wanted to mention. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. had the most pressures of any team in week one and only ran one blitz the entire game. TJ yeah. Watt is different. Monster. Him, Cam Hayward, and Melvin Ingram on that line
0: were it's absolutely disgusting. just running havoc on the Bills. Disgusting. Like, and, look, I'm not going to go ahead and say that I think the Bills are bad. I think this the Steelers played well played fantastic and I think the Bills are good too like this is just two good football teams playing out a good game and there are things that the Bills definitely need to change about what they did in week one Zach Moss and essentially coach DNP'd and Devin Singletary being the lead back I think needs to change and I don't know why Josh Allen just didn't look that comfortable in the pocket it could have been the fact that Cam Hayward was busting through the middle literally every time and if he wasn't that means C.J. wall was coming around the edge and it, it doesn't make it easy for josh allen but he knows go like he's got to know going into this game that the steelers defense is one that people are gonna are aware will cause you problems and he just didn't look that prepared i don't know if that's on him if that's on the coaches staff ocs or whatnot but i don't think the bills put themselves in the right position to win that game but the steelers to their credit played very well and I think these are two good football teams. And the Steelers might have been a little underrated going into the
1: season. I, I'm i going to go. I'm not going to take it a complete U-turn. Mm. But I think the Bills might be bad. Not good. Bad for what we expected. People were talking about them as a Super Bowl team. That, that was not how a Super Bowl team plays. That was not a Super Bowl team. And I've been pretty tepid on the Bills. Not that I think they suck. But that I'm like, I, they're missing that oomph that makes them a Super Bowl team here was where i got that pause look even if pittsburgh defense made it tough for the bills offense because they're amazing they pressured the qb every time without mm-hmm. without blitzing they were able to do a great That's... job the secondaries were doing a great job shutting down holding holding down stefan Diggs. cole beasley had some embarrassing drops yeah the bills defense should have looked way better versus that pittsburgh offense that mm. Pittsburgh offense did nothing out of the ordinary. Ben yep. Roethlisberger, I don't even think he threw for two hundred yards. He threw for one hundred and eighty-eight yards. N- Najee Harris ran for forty-five. Chase Claypool yeah. played great, and he he only caught three footballs for forty-five <laughs> yards. He had a nice big run though. He did for twenty-five yards.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like this, this wasn't an insane game for yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. This was a pretty average, honestly, probably below like. If this is average for the pittsburgh offense they're going to lose a lot of football games Mm -hmm. their offense needs to get better their offense was horrible i don't want to say horrible their offense was not great and did absolutely nothing special and still put up 23 points Mm -hmm. that is um not good yeah i mean
0: their their defense really kept them in it and they got so many studs on that defensive side they're paying them all so much so i guess that from the Steelers' point of view, this is kind of what you expect. Like This is rather traditional Pittsburgh Steelers football here, just hard-nosed. We're going to play hard defense. We're going to score here and there. And I mean, they scored most of their points in the fourth. It was really just a comeback to close it out. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely not the greatest game for Big Ben on that offense. And, and they're going to want him to be better just the amount of times that he throws the ball. And Najee got a good amount of carries. He looked decent. But there's definitely some improvements that need to be made. Although for the Bills... I want to say this because I said it last year when they lost in that ASC championship. I'm going to say it again after this first week. There is a lot of praise going around for Sean McDermott and Brian Dable, the head coach and the offensive coordinator in Buffalo that I really just don't understand. And I get that I'm not like an NFL guy who's been around the league for 15 years. And these guys are dominant at these other programs or these other systems or college. They're fantastic. Like, okay, cool. But whenever I seem to watch the Bills, especially in a big game or a pressure situation, they either don't look prepared or they're not running the right stuff to be successful. And that 100% goes back to the head coach and the offensive coordinator for me. So that's something I'm, I'm going to keep hammering throughout this year because I've seen a lot of people talk about the Bills as Super Bowl contenders and uh, on the like AFC Championship contenders, Sean McDermott potential coach of the year. Like, Yes, they could do all those things. But without some rather drastic changes, I don't see any of that happening for them anytime soon because there's just nothing happening for Josh Allen on offense. And for him to have looked so good last year and come out week one and just throwing up soft passes, he's not hitting receivers, Cole Beasley's dropping stuff, it's, it's definitely not great for the Bills, but I think they are going to bounce back. I think they'll still be one of the better teams in the NFL. But I definitely, that, that Super Bowl ceiling has looked a lot dimmer than it did at the beginning of the
1: season mm-hmm that's to put it nicely I'm <laughs> I yeah I, I just don't get how you throw 51 times and none of your receivers have over 70 receiving yards obviously like I'm just doing numbers here I'm not gonna like go through every effing catch we don't have the time for that. we took a yeah. little too long at the start but quite frankly if you throw the ball 51 times and you have no real big yard plays going on mm-hmm I just don't get it I, I don't especially with a QB like Josh Allen I, I don't get it I I'm not out on the court, on the coaching staff, but I'm with you. I don't think that they ran the right the right plays to win this football game. Yeah. Do you still have them winning the the uh winning their division?
0: Um yes, I still think they're going to win their division. Although to be honest,
1: that Dolphins team is pretty nasty. I- Dolphins defense looks real good. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I wasn't sure if we were going to have the time to do it, but we are going to have to do them. Uh let's just do them right now. All right. New England Patriots. I have no notes for them. I have absolutely mm-hmm. no notes. So give me a second. The New England Patriots played the Miami Dolphins and lost 17 to 16. Mm mm-hmm. uh, Mac Jones. Lo- I thought Mac Jones looked really good. Yep. Chaz McCorkle. Are the Dolphins good or do the Patriots? Are the Patriots bad? I mean, I think the Dolphins are, are a
0: good football team. I think the Patriots are going to be too. But I think this Dolphins team is, is very much improved. Tua looks like he's finally getting a little bit more of a chance, which is going to be a major driving piece of their offense. And I'm excited to see hopefully B-Flow and the boys down there in Miami just get behind him and, and forget all the other QB talk, forget all these trades, and just let's focus on what we have this season and try to go out there and really be great because you brought in Jalen Waddle, you have Devontae Parker there, And then it's really their defense that astounds me. Like, especially their secondary. I mean, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, and Devin McCourty. Like, those are three all-pro, all-league-level corners, and and a safety right there that are just going to make it impossible for teams to try to throw over the top on you and when you have those three guys out there playing such great man coverage or zone and then they could also rally to the ball on runs and they have a decent line as well like I, I don't have the time to go through all their defense right now but I think this Dolphins team has a real shot just because of the way that Tua can throw the ball can create for them offensively so I think they'll be able to get into high scoring games when they need to and I think their defense will be able to stop teams when they need to and that's a recipe for winning football to me So this Miami Dolphins team looks good. And on the New England Patriots side of things, I mean, you said it, Mac Jones looked great. They were in this game until the very end. Damien Harris with a costly fumble inside the red zone. It's like three, four minutes to go. It's definitely not great for the Patriots, not great for Bill Belichick, not great for my fantasy team. I hope Damien Harris continues to get 23 touches a game because that'll be great. (laughs) But if he doesn't, I won't be surprised because that's something that they do not put up with in New England. But they're going to be good. The Dolphins might be a little bit better this year.
1: I actually, it, it, this is one that I've been going back and forth on for a long time. This is actually why I created the game, this one team, and then I didn't write any notes for them because <laughs> I just didn't even, I didn't know. I didn't know what to write, and I thought there were yeah. a lot more interesting games. Actually, I created this game for the Titans, but seeing it for the uh, for the for the Dolphins locked it in for me. Mm. I think that this that the Patriots were a really bad matchup for the Dolphins, especially in week one because of that, that D-line just attacks people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely attacks people. The defense on, in New England looks just just as disciplined yeah. and just as good as ever. The Dolphins don't have any true like top end number one best wide receiver in the league type, so mm-hmm. st- missing Stephon Gilmore for the Patriots is kind of mitigated. This was just a night. This was I don't want to say a nightmare matchup, but really not a great matchup for the Dolphins, and they squeaked out a win. And it was impressive. It mm-hmm. was an impressive win. I do think that they can win a lot more games than I than uh I thought. I also don't think that the Patriots are going to win a lot of games. I think that this was a uh a great matchup for the Patriots mm. in which, you know, their defense is going to look good. Mac Jones was able to do his little his little dump-offs. Damian Harris rushing for 100 yards. Yeah. I
0: Without hope that that they don't fumble
1: at the end. He might have been like a player of the week. He <laughs> might have. He might have if he didn't fumble that, but he did. Because mm-hmm. I, I just think he was tired. I don't think he's ready for that many carries. You know, I think you gotta reel it in closer to fifteen, and hopefully, as Mac Jones gets more comfortable, he'll get it, You can uh, take those uh, those carries down a little bit. Maybe the mm-hmm. yards will still stay high because of less carries. Mac Jones, I thought looked great. Yeah. But just I I don't see this this. What was it? Bill Simmons is trying to convince me that they're a playoff team and a Super Bowl team, and I just I don't see it. I don't I don't I don't see it right now. Yeah, like we I, I get th- it. Belichick mm-hmm. is Belichick, but. It, no <laughs> yeah, but I do think that this Miami team is actually better than expected mm-hmm. I had them with double digit wins in both of my little projections for them and I could totally see them eking out that 7 seed or if the Bills aren't good I could see them getting winning the division which I, would, would be, I would not be shocked which would turn Miami upside down
0: they'd be going crazy for the oh. Dolphins it's a good thing that they're <laughs> COVID proof down in Miami
1: oh yeah they got the dogs down there they can sniff it out <laughs> Alright, um, nah. <laughs> uh, I think this will be our last team. Maybe up to you. We'll we got the Tennessee yeah. Titans that got mm-hmm. viciously murdered by the Cardinals. <laughs> oh, I thought was I was ready funeral. for this. I'm not sure that I am. I thought I was ready. I'm not sure that I am. Mm. Chandler Jones had five sacks. There was under 60 rushing yards for Derrick Henry, under 60 receiving yards for every receiver except for Chester Rogers. Chester Rogers. Tyler Murray threw for 289 yards, four touchdowns, and rushed for one more. Guys, uh, yeah. please take this.
0: I mean, look, this Cardinals team looked like everything I thought they were going to be and more in week one. And, and I don't want to harp too long on the Tennessee Titans because I think both these teams are going to be good. Like, I don't think this was a, a case of the Titans just sucking. I think that... You got a lot of new pieces on that defense. Takes a little while to put them together. And Kyler Murray is a cheat code of a human being. Like this guy is an absolute stud with the with his feet, with his arm, everything that he can do on the football field is absolutely outstanding. So to watch him go out there and and pick apart the way that he did, and DeAndre Hopkins just, I don't know how he ends up so wide open every once in a while. I don't know if his route running or the coverage or whatnot, but. There was a couple times where I'm watching D-Hop just catching 15-yard out routes, and he's just wide open, not a defender within like 5-10 yards. And, and according to Darius Butler, that is blown coverage every single time. So I, I will happily say that this Titans team didn't look great in Week 1, but they will be better. There's no chance Rabel's not killing them every day this week. I think they might have gone to practice probably directly after this game Like there's no way that Rabes isn't on them. But the this Cardinals squad, the weapons that they have... Christian Kirk looked great. Chase Edmonds did a lot for them as a versatile back. James Conner getting the red zone carries. It's it's gonna be a really good team. I haven't even mentioned the defense. Like Buddha Baker is a stud of a safety who could play all over the field. You got Chandler Jones and JJ Buda Watt Baker coming laid, off the edges.
1: Buddha Baker <laughs> laid out Lee went on one play. Just laid him out. Absolutely laid him out. He just he dummied the guy. He made it oh my goodness. He just put the guy on the ground, made it look like a practice squad player. Mm -hmm. oh my please keep going i'm still not ready
0: (laughs) so i mean this cardinals team on the defensive side of the ball can can get after the quarterback pretty much every single time and it's not even like tennessee doesn't have a bad o-line the cardinals are just very very good and i think it's gonna take a little bit of the league to realize what arizona's got going on cliff kingsbury is one of those young coaches in the league at sean mcveigh who's just Came into the league very, very young. I'm pretty sure he was Patrick Mahomes quarterback back at wherever he was in college. And then now he's coming here, has a guy like Kyler Murray who can do a lot of the same similar things, do a little bit more with his feet. And he looks fired up on every single play, every single call, which is something I love to see when your coach is running off the sidelines screaming at the refs and needs like four players to hold him back. That's always a sign of a team that's ready to go and everybody knows they got a shot this year. So I think this Arizona team, it's just, seeing them play the way they did in week one just reaffirms the fact that this NFC West might actually have four teams go to the playoffs this
1: year. Like, Yeah. I think the Cardinals are legit. I think they're better than the Seahawks and the Niners, but I'm not updating my play, my predictions until after week four or five. Yeah. But I definitely see what you were seeing, man. <laughs> I I already think I was so wrong about the Cardinals. They're just – that, that, that D-line, it might just be the best in football by, like, you know, oodles and noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they just they're so good if Kyler Murray is just the kind of guy like look you're not gonna expect five touchdowns from him every week but yeah if I'll expect deal, three if, at least yeah if that defense is able to lock it up like that three is gonna be more than enough every week like As for I expect Titans, him this mm-hmm. Oh no keep going sorry I expect him to throw for two and run for one at least every week, to be honest. Yeah, I'm expecting three in some <laughs> manner every week. If it's rushing for two or throwing for three or throwing for two and someone else rushing for one, I'm expecting mm-hmm. an easy three touchdowns from this offense every week. Yeah. I already, yeah. I, as for the Titans, I think that their opponents might just be really, 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 really good. <sighs> Like yeah, they might be. I they might just be really good. I'm gonna have to watch week two and week three before I'm like set on it, mm-hmm. set on it. But like, they might the Cardinals might just be those guys this year. I mean, they got Vikings next week and Jaguars week three, so some good they time are to practice some good time to practice. <laughs> but you still need to get some stuff together, Titans. What the heck was that? Your O line yeah. sucked. Yeah, and and then Lee, I already mentioned the Butter Baker laying out when That was him. Butter Baker is 195 pounds. <laughs> Okay, my little brother weighs more than Bud Baker, <laughs> and he laid out Lewin, who looks like he's three three twenty something like that. That's a big dude. Probably on the ground, dummy, looked like a looked like a crash doll. looked like he ragdolled the guy. I, and then Lewin's out on on Twitter apologizing for sucking, dude. Apologize to Ryan Tannehill. Get off of social media. You're not. You're you're an O lineman. Yeah. I get that the diehards are gonna be rude. Most people don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. You're going on 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 Twitter, making it all about yourself. Just stop. Just go, go play to the better football. Room. Just go play better football. Apologize to Ryan Tannehill and go play better football. Go talk about it in a press conference. Don't don't yeah. go on Twitter, make it about yourself. It, especially mm-hmm. at a position like the O line, where it is not about yourself at all. Yeah. There is no position that I think is more selfless than the O lineman. Of course, it's up there with goalies. They're just mm-hmm. you cannot. If you're good, no one should know who you are. Yeah. Don't go make it about yourself. The, the,
2: mm-hmm.
1: All you're doing is protecting the quarterback. Yes, if you're doing a great job, you're going to hear about it from the diehards. But this is like a position where it's just it, – it. all you're doing is protecting a guy.
2: Mm-hmm. It's the most you,
1: selfless position maybe in all of sports. Mm-hmm. And you're making it about yourself? That's a red flag. That's yeah. a red
0: flag for me. And, and I, I – no way, Vrabel was happy about that one. Just like you said, go apologize to your team in the weight room. Go to the film room. Go to the work with the trainers. Go figure out where in the hell you can change your footwork and your hand placement to be better at blocking people off the edge. To be better at blocking safeties coming deep. To just be better improve. Better at not getting ragdolled. Because the way that they, they were unable to protect Ryan Tannehill or even let Derrick Henry get any kind of space, like this team can usually push the line, like push the defensive line away, let Derrick Henry get the first couple yards, and then when he gets chugging, there's pretty much no stopping him. But the way that they're just getting to Derrick Henry as he's getting the ball in the backfield, like, of course he's not going to run well. He has no time to try to find any running holes. He's, as soon as he touches the ball, his number one focus is, oh, okay. Oh, darn. Now I'm about to get tackled again. Yeah. Let me try to avoid this one. Oh, wait. Here's two more guys again. Now I got to avoid this one. And it's just, it's definitely not a recipe for successful football. This Titans team will be better. Uh, I still think that they're probably the best team in their division, and they are blessed with the fact that they have the Jaguars and the Texans in their division. Colts are still 0 1 as well, so they'll be fine. But this is, it's going to need a major, major makeover going into week two for Tennessee because there's no way that they can come in. And go against the Seattle Seahawks next week and play that same level of defense because they will get smoked by Russell Wilson.
1: yep. Yep. Oh my God. They will get smoked. But at least, at least for them, the Seahawks are not going to trot out the best D line to ever exist. They're not going to trot out (laughs) pro bowler after pro bowler on that D line. And hopefully that'll let Derrick Henry get some movement going. Hopefully it'll buy some time for AJ Brown and Derrick Henry to get some, some uh, yards. AJ Brown sounds mad, He's he is my favorite receiver in football. Period. Mm-hmm. I love AJ Brown. That dude's awesome.
0: Yeah, there was also a little bit. I don't know how much you saw of it, but there was definitely some like altercations between uh, Julio and Vrabel, which was just never a great sign, especially in week one. Yeah. I get Julio probably took a bad penalty. I'll be it's honest. Really I wasn't watching the game anymore because I just I didn't care. The Game was over. But to to be verbally going after your players and back at the coach on a new team after week one where you take a bad loss, like I get tensions are high and whatnot, but to let that get out publicly and make that kind of comments, like Julio's never seemed like a guy who enjoys public criticism, especially from his own team. So I don't see that as the best way to to get your boys together. <laughs> if
1: anyone should have been posting on Twitter, it should have been Julio and Brabel talking about how they've sorted it out off the field. Yeah. Like just be like, hey, we're team all good. Is walking out with a lot of question marks, and mm-hmm. if they lose to the Seahawks, I'm going to be very scared. I mean, and
0: that Seahawks team, I'm not going to lie, absolutely routed the the Colts offensive line. Like Carlos Dunlap <laughs> was in the backfield the entire. Telling you,
1: the Colts suck. That's my. That's my. That's not even my. That's
0: my hot take. The Colts suck too. Come on, they're going to be the first in-season hard knocks team. How could they suck?
1: Oh my god. Get started. <laughs> Although that's actually a great place to get started because. Mm-hmm. I just want to do some quick thoughts and then I'm going to ask you a little question to close it out. But my quick thoughts, the first one is that Gardner Minshew got sold way too early. Yeah. How do you trade him for a sixth? The Colts, mm-hmm. ha- especially with the Colts and the Vikings both having QBs that are unvaccinated.
0: Yeah, there's probably more too, to be honest.
1: There's probably more <laughs> QBs too. I've heard that there's rumors on Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure about it. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know. But you know for a fact there are at least two QBs that are unvaccinated. Daniel Jones... Has already lost two football games now. And he looked a lot better in that second one than that first one. I mm-hmm. thought he looked great in that second one. He had the wheels. He almost had a great little almost 60-yard uh, running touchdown. Got oh, called off for on the 20-yard line again? But, um, you mean he didn't just trip and fall on the 20-yard line again? Not this time. This time there was a blocking call. <laughs> oh. But, like, and Washington already had a QB go down. If mm-hmm. Heineke didn't play amazing, if Heineke didn't play amazing yesterday, I was gonna say I was gonna come out and say Gardner Minshew should get traded to the to the football team. But
2: mm-hmm. Gardner
1: Minshew came out and played. I mean, Tyler Taylor Heineke came out and played amazing. So I'm not gonna say yeah. it. You shut me up. And I was a Heineke guy, but I'm a mm-hmm. higher Minshew guy. But I uh, I feel that the Heine, Heineke mania is gonna creep into my life next. <laughs> Look, Heineke. I just don't mm-hmm. get why you give him away for a sixth round pick. Like this is a lot like the Devontae Graham situation with um with um. With the, uh, with the Charlotte Hornets, where they traded him to the uh, to the New Orleans Pelicans for a first. Mm. And it's like, or a protected first, that might become two seconds. And it's like, look, could you have maybe gotten a first for Devontae Graham at the deadline? Yes. But you kind of want to leave some room for James Booknight to get an opportunity, for other guys to get an opportunity. You don't mm-hmm. need that. He can't really be the one guard and have Booknight be in the both in the back. And you might get a first. And that is probably more value than you'd get for Devontae Graham, period. And mm. if you only get two seconds, two seconds is still very fine value. You can probably get that at any point. Yeah. But that first, that was the premium. A fifth is not a premium for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> if yeah, if 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 there's a bad COVID timing on Carson Wentz, or mm-hmm. if that leg didn't heal up right, or or if anything goes wrong for Carson Wentz or Kirk Cousins, I could easily see a fifth get getting thrown for Gardner Minshew easily. Or an O lineman because they yeah. need an O lineman so badly in Jacksonville, their O they they need an O lineman. I just don't mm-hmm. get why you give them up for a sixth round pick that might be a fifth, that likely yeah. won't be because they're hoping Jalen Hurts is good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, was, I just uh...
1: I, I there was no premium on this. I don't know why you do that trade. Is there like another backup QB on the market that's more valuable than Gardner Minshew?
0: It depends on your opinions of Nick Foles. I believe. <laughs> Where is he even playing this year? I lost him in my. He is the uh, third string in Chicago right now. Jesus. Behind the the Red Rocket and Justin Fields, so he is definitely not going to see the field.
1: Okay, sweet. Um, <laughs> so you, you're competing with Nick Foles in the trade market and Cam Newton on the free agency market. Yeah. Gardner Minshew does not want to be number two. He's made it clear. I just, I just think, I just think you should have waited. There's already mm. been one QB go down there. Yeah. There, there might be another, you should have, you should have waited. You could have gotten actually something. Um, mm. Another quick, and you want to take a quick thought? Yeah. Well, I mean, I
0: was going to say we've talked all week about the the Sunday games and the Monday game a little bit of Thursday last week, opening game of the season on Thursday night was an instant classic between the bucks and the, the oh, Cowboys. Yeah. That was an absolute slugfest of a game Tom Brady turning it on with uh, it was a minute 24 to go, and you just knew that he was, okay, so the game is over now. Ryan Suckup is going to win, and we're going to go home, and that's how Tom Brady does it. So mm. it, that one was just a fantastic game to watch. Grog, two tutties, looks as lively as always. His hands, like Tom Brady made the analogy last year, which I thought was hilarious, and it just reinforces every time I see him. It's like he's got toilet seats for hands. Like they do not drop anything. Everything that touches his hand goes in. It's 100% guaranteed and the amount of times i see grog he can't even run anymore i swear you watch grog you could tell that his knees are old but he turns around just sticks one big paw out there and the ball just sticks to its hands every single time and and more people need to learn how to do that
1: because that's not learning <laughs> the dude's just got hands that are three times the size of the regular human beings you're putting Kawhi leonard out there on the football field yeah but i'm happy you mentioned that game because man the bucks look great but the cowboys looked really good too mm-hmm they, they, they relied hardcore on their wide receivers, which is what they, we said they had to do if they wanted to win. Yeah. Dak looked awesome at getting it to them. And look, I don't think Zeke will be that quiet again. I, I, I do think that, you know, if you drafted Zeke high in your fantasy football league, you're going to be very sad. Sorry, Elijah. I love you, brother. Um, <laughs> but if, but look, if the Cowboys are in the lead, they got Zeke to rely on to help get some get some movement going. He still is a mm-hmm. great running back. They're gonna rely on their throwing. When you play Tampa Bay, you have to throw it. You just you gotta yeah, throw the football. It's your only chance. It's your mm-hmm. only chance.
0: Their box is way too good. Their front seven is absolutely elite. You can't run the football and, against
1: them. <laughs> and you need to put up points against that team. You just yeah. need to. Even if they're even if they weren't that elite, you need to put up points. And they did what we said. Rely on their wide receivers. They have the best wide receiver core in football, and they relied on them, and they did great. -hmm. I could see this cowboy team winning a few more games than I expected. I was very, very much enjoyed watching that football game.
0: Yeah. And I mean, to a combined, what is this now? 108 passes between the two quarterbacks for like 76, 74 completions. It looks like
1: an absolute football we like.
0: Dak Prescott threw 58 passes in his first game back from two major injuries. It was definitely not something I was expecting to see something I hope the Cowboys don't rely on all season long, because yes, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are absolute studs, but I don't think Dak has 60 throws a game in him. I don't know if anybody does. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, a fantastic game to watch. I love that one. That was to start off the NFL season with a game like that, where it comes down to the wire and you're going back and forth. The The only part about that one that was sad was the the Tampa eight and a half parlays that just got busted immediately because they just decided they
1: were not going to cover this game. Like <laughs> oh Oh, yeah that was uh such a great football game that's the way we like to watch football Mm -hmm. Uh, so does does uh does that get tommy john surgery by the end of the season yes or no
0: oh man i really hope (laughs) not but maybe in the off season honestly
1: maybe once they miss the playoffs (laughs) stay healthy dak please please another Mm -hmm. team that could have been ripe for a Gardner Minshew, if uh yeah I'm surprised they didn't get into the Gardner Minshew early. I'm surprised they weren't talking to Gardner, about the Gardner Minshew trade early just as, like, insurance because Dak showed up with an injury. Yeah, just give him a break. You
0: know, you're, you're up three scores in a fourth quarter. Gardner Minshew's a guy who you can happily put on the field. Let him hand the ball off to Zeke for the first two downs and complete a third down pass. Like, that's yeah. all he well, needs
2: to do.
1: <laughs> just let him in there. Go be a game manager. He's fine. He's better than Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton yeah. got you guys almost to the playoffs last year. I mean, kind of.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such it's a division. division.
1: All right, Jazz. Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting near to that time. So last question for you before we close out this great football episode. Honestly, I think this is one of our strongest football episodes. <laughs> Who is your surprise 0-2 team? A team that if I told you, if you were told, not, not a team that after watching both games, you're going to be surprised they went 0-2, but a team that if before the season started, I told you they start 0-2, you'd be surprised to hear. Like, don't even look at the schedule. You're just like, oh yeah, this team started 0-2. Uh-oh, what went wrong? Hmm. Um,
0: I mean, I definitely had to look at the schedule a little bit, but I, first and foremost, has got to be the Buffalo Bills for me. I think the way that the the Bills came into the season, like I said earlier, with so many high expectations, and then to come in and and now potentially go start the season down o two, especially when you could be looking at the Dolphins up 2-0 in the season. It's a long hill to climb for just for that division already. It's like a four game swing you got to make. It's it's a difficult time for them. So. I think if the Bills lose this next week, it could be could spell a lot of a lot of rumblings down up there in Buffalo. And fans will not be happy. they they might be breaking a little bit more than tables at the tailgate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and also the game is going to be in Florida. And let me just tell you, Florida is hot right now. All my Florida friends are complaining about the heat right now. Yeah. Buffalo, it's totally calm. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's calm. I don't know that they're gonna be ready for this heat. And I really do believe that I mean I do believe that this Miami team can't pull it off. I don't know that the Bills have the defense, uh, the same level of defense that the Patriots do. And that mm-hmm. Tua looked good against a strong Patriots defense. This Bills defense is not as great, and I think Tua could look way better. Mm-hmm. And if he does, I think the the, the Dolphins have a great defense that is going to do a great job slowing down Diggs, slowing down Singletary on the rush. Yeah. I I, I could see it, honestly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, I went for
1: a not looking at the I went for the not looking at the schedule one. Mm. And I think it's the Ravens. I think if before yeah. the season you told me the Ravens start 0 2, I'd go, "Oh my god, what went Why? wrong?" Yeah. What happened? Did, 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 is Lamar Jackson out again? Mm-hmm. They, they're I mean, they're playing Kansas City next week. So maybe so it's be a old. cheat. Maybe it's a cheat because I'm still mm-hmm. so shocked that they lost that week 1 matchup to the Raiders. Like to the Raiders. the Raiders. Like, let's go, baby! And the Raiders get to play the Steelers. They might be my surprise two and O team. Um, Or the Raiders, the Raiders play the Steelers. Whoever wins is my surprise two and O team. How about that? Like, (laughs) that's quite honestly. That's um, fair. But for the Ravens, like I just I know people weren't like super high on them, but like they're still the Ravens. They still have MVP Lamar Jackson. They added. They they've lost a lot of their running backs, but they still got like Sammy Watkins who's catching, playing great. Mm-hmm. If they couldn't slow down Karen and Waller, I don't see how they contain Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. This is just going to yeah. be a bloodbath. I I I, I mean, I'm going to watch the game. Don't get me wrong; it could be better than I'm expecting, but it could mm-hmm. be a real bloodbath right there down in. Uh, are they playing in Kansas City or Baltimore? In um, Baltimore, it could be a bloodbath in Baltimore. Absolutely, yeah only other teams that i would look at
0: obviously those titans no one yep. expects no one expects them to go 0 two so that seahawks game next week is real important for them and the cowboys too honestly like yes they have the bucks in week one but that's a team that you start the season and you tell me zeke is fully ready to go dak is fully ready to go omari cooper cd second season gallup still there i don't think they're gonna lose their first two games so mm-hmm. they are down 0 1 going against the chargers week two could very well lose again could again Tough sledding in the NFC East to get up there afterwards, but who knows? Maybe everyone else will be zero to,
1: mm-hmm. except for the Washington football team. <laughs> Bengals, <sighs> Bengals could come out two and zero. Broncos mm-hmm. could come out two and zero. Joey B. Bengals are playing uh, the Bears, so I, I, I just I, after watching that, honestly, after watching the Rams Bears game, I'm a lot lower on the Rams more than I am high on the Bears. I thought that Bears offense looked. God-awful. Yeah, they are. <laughs> God-awful. But Definitely that Rams are. defense was not as good as I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And the, the Rams O-line was getting torched. And, I mean, look, you got Khalil Mack on that Bears D-line. But still, yeah. still should have done a better job. Aaron Donald wasn't getting – the, the the Aaron Donald was doing a good job getting to the QB.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I just expect – I expected Andy Dalton to be – I expected them to be punting every time down. But, hey, the Broncos the will be playing the Jags and – Dude, Teddy Bridgewater looked awesome. And I know, I know, I know, I I know, I know it was versus the Giants. I know Teddy Bridgewater always comes out looking great. And I know so much of that was just the Giants did not have the D line to take him down. He did a lot of scrambling and just great, great throws and tight windows. Guess who else doesn't? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. You told me the Broncos come out 2 0, I'd be surprised.
2: Mm. All right. No,
0: I mean, Before even, season, uh, Last thing I want to say on that on the Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater was the the would up between him and Von Miller that I thought was really cool was Von was telling me he hasn't felt like he was watching his team operate like that or had the same level of focus and discipline since Peyton Manning was there, which is very high praise for Teddy Bridgewater. Don't think he's anything like Peyton Manning in the way he operates. But to to have Von Miller go out there and and tell you, hey, look, like you are doing great. It looks like the same last time we went to the Super Bowl, our offense looks the same as it does with you up behind it that that's definitely gotta be a boat of confidence for Teddy and not a great side for drew (laughs) lock
1: poor drew poor poor drew maybe he's talking about I guess he's competing with
0: Gardner Minshew and that back up front
1: I still think I think everyone would take Gardner Minshew over drew lock right yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. although I would I would definitely roll the dice on drew lock if the price was if the price was low you know if I'm the if I'm the Cowboys and I could get drew lock for a sixth conditional fifth I'd do it (laughs) <laughs> all right i think that's a great time to close it out this has been this was a really good episode i'm really happy with how it went chaz always a pleasure if you're listening mm-hmm. to this um you know please follow us on instagram at ball talk official um lots of great extra content coming out there you know how we do it um also please interact on our stuff you know We're just trying to get this thing bigger if you're watching this on youtube please like subscribe rate comment all that uh, same thing for um if you're with those things on a podcast platform like rate subscribe five stars all that any way that you can support the show you know for free it really helps us every single time just helps us get some more viewership more 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 uh more views out there please help you know it it means the world to us every single time you just want to brighten mm-hmm. our day we notice we notice every time i promise every day i check the views and i just burst out into a huge smile and pure happiness <laughs> you know Chaz always a pleasure and until next time mm-hmm. thank you for tuning into ball talk It's ball
0: talk. It's ball talk, baby. It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby.
2: It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby. It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby. Baby, baby,
0: baby.